When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to dm to gm uh, this is the podcast where we answer your questions and help you feel more comfortable playing games around your table i'm your dm from dungeons and dragons russ moore and i'm your gm from the end of time and other bothers sean howard a little rusty coming off the top i almost said i'm your dm from dungeons and dragons the end of time and other bothers that's what i almost said so love that yep would have been re- that's very meta yeah isn't it i'm a podcast within a podcast which is <laughs> which sometimes is how my life feels uh today we have a question from galen rex over in the discord come join us in the discord lots of amazing people answering questions over there uh a, a lot quicker than we can get to which which helps you much faster come do it their question they're currently playing in two campaigns but prepping for running their own campaign what areas are more important to focus on and what can be given less attention this is a big one it's going to come down to uh your table thinking about who is at your table and what is of interest to them this is one place where some people will use a session zero Mm-hmm. to uh, work on characters, talk about general idea of the world, uh, etc. cetera. Um, I don't tend to do session zeros, but I have done things similar where uh, we get together and work on everyone's characters, sometimes one-on-one, um, and then we I work on the history of their character. So finding a way to cement them into a world in a fun way with 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 hidden secrets or backgrounds no one else knows and they get to create that and then i'm going to bake that into the world or i've also done things where i just start a campaign um but i think the question of what to focus on and what to let go on is so critical yeah because i think early on it's really easy to write 72 pages of backstory yeah oh absolutely about the world and about the lore and about all the things that they could eventually stumble across which is all great information to have eventually depending on how long your campaign runs but they're not going to run into in the first week or the second week or the third week like sean said you want to cement your characters as much as you can in the world which is either having that session zero which are which are great times in and of themselves, um, getting to know the characters, the characters getting to know each other, uh, finding the little hooks and things that you can pull on that they're going to prep for you because of their dark past or the person they've wronged or been wronged by. Um, you can use all of that information. Um, but keep it small, keep it contained, keep it to a city, um, a village. And slowly, as you go, not only will you figure out more information about your world, your players will help you figure out more information about your world. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's hard. Like, there's things like fronts and different 
people have created different ways of trying to systematize this, but I like to think of it as um, like a, 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 a map of if you know, like the map we're taught of the country we live in, where it's just like a blob with some lines on it that might be states and maybe there's a big mountain ridge. So it's like that's sort of we don't need to know a lot about the world. Maybe the name of the nation we live in. We need to know something about the world. Like, is it sci-fi future? Is it in the feel like a post-apocalyptic future? Does it feel like a fantasy past? But it's it's very like high level. Doesn't need a lot of detail. And and then as Russ is saying, I like to like then zoom down and create detail around the town. Like, um, there's all these great uh, online tools that will generate towns. Uh, those are fun, right? Just a quick way to generate a downtown that looks really cool. And I don't worry about going so detailed that I, I know what's in every store or every building. Um, and so it's like, but but the town is sort of that next, it's like, a, I'd say mid layer of detail. I want to know maybe who the, like, what does this town do? Is it, in, is it prosperous? Is it not prosperous? Um, uh, what's maybe a bit of a history around, around this town or why the characters might be here? Or, you know, maybe uh, I might know that there's some uh, forces happening in this town. Like there's someone trying to take over all the businesses and there's someone else doing something in a mine that we don't know. I don't even know what it is. Stuff like that. So it's like the mid level. And then. I like to really just focus on the first the first session. Like that's where I get the most detail. Like what are the potential baddies? What does the bar look like? Like who runs the bar? So then we go to a like I go to all the detail. I've got people's stats, I have whatever. I've got it just sort of figured out. And then that allows keeps the focus on pretty quickly you can get to building a, the most detailed thing. That's just the first it's the first one or two sessions. I often think it's the first session. It ends up being the first four. Yeah. Well, because it, inevitably you're going to put way too much information into that first session already. Yeah. Um, thinking that you're going to burn through it in two to four hours and it ends up taking 12, um, which is which is totally fine as long as your table's having, as long as you and your table are having fun there. Um, but that's, that's I, yes, I love that. Um, you don't want to give your players too much to worry about that's outside the scope of where they are because then it becomes hard for them to focus on what's important um so yes like sean said if there is something happening in the mine or there's baddies going around town and your players want to stop that 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 gives them two immediate focuses in this in the area that they're on to start diving into the world and figuring things out and meeting npcs and uh, and building out from there which can expand your world slowly um, and control it, control the message of it, um, so that you you don't introduce a whole info dump of world lore, and they're like, oh, that sentence you said right near the end, that's on the other side of the world. We want to go do that <laughs> now. And I think it also comes down to style of play. So I think Russ and I have a pretty similar style where we don't do a lot of exposition often, or a lot of complicated breakdowns of lore. There are tables that like that. Um, and want to do that. And they love hearing a good, beautifully read story that was written in advance. And But like Russ said, I still recommend those layers, right? So um, don't worry about all the world war right now. You just need an idea, some ideas that you want to play with. And then, but, but have fun building out some of the city lore. But then focus in on that first thing. Is it taking place at a farm? 
is the family missing? Like, what's going on? Like, you can have, but but put your detail there because then, like like Russ is saying, that will lock everyone into there, so they can then play versus heading towards the other side of the world. Yeah, the yeah the worst thing is spending too much time prepping a whole bunch of things and then having your players latch onto something that you just ima- you just wanted to be just as thing in the background but they're like well that's the sexy goblin that i'm gonna go follow now russ and i have both followed the sexy goblin it, it's it's a trap everybody will fall down uh, but you know you know your players uh, you hopefully know your players either through a session zero or through being friends or co-workers however it is um and hopefully by this point you know what they what will get their interest in that first session um and move on to the next session and come back for the session after that which will allow you to drop in all the little pieces as you're going along of you know what gods exist in this world and what things are at play in the grander scope building towards your climactic end of arc um if you have an end of arc i hope that that kind of covers what you can be focusing on going into a new campaign have your own broad strokes idea of where you want it to be or how you want it to go and I say broad strokes because it will change 800 times between session one and session 21. Um, and then just focus on the now, the present, and what they're going to see when they when they wake up that morning, when their characters open the curtains and somebody's robbing a cart outside their, their inn and tavern. And you'll find your own style. So if you're starting and you're a little nervous about not having things ready, you can write lots of little things, but you're so... Because... You want to, but you want to do that at the at the lowest level of detail, which is all about where they're starting, right? What's happening around this house or wherever you're going to start them, um, and then as you get more comfortable GMing, you can sort of find your uh, confidence, and it just you can relax and it gets easier. Because uh, as far as like what are the things to not worry about? Well, the first thing I'd say to remember is you don't have to have all the answers. All the ways we've been taught to play D&D from the old days sort of create barriers. And um, and we see some of these professional GMs and we all watch them. We're like, wow, they had everything modeled and built and ready. Um, you don't have to have the answers. And, and sometimes that can feel a little weird if you're like, but I have to tell them what's around every corner and describe um, let's say a, 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 a someone is like in your campaign and they suddenly decide to multi-class and become a cleric right then they're leveling up and and you're gonna you can be like awesome who's your god yeah what make up a name uh what do they do what do they hate you can literally just write down everything the character is saying they're building the god for you which you can now have fun with yeah absolutely and if you don't know you can always let your characters tell you yeah because they want to have that investment in their character as well and in the world um and will often like sean said uh, give you the god or give you what's around the corner and you know you can and that around the corner mentality is often a good one to push back on them and say well your character walks around you're the first one to see it it's horrendous what do you see and they can describe the monster or the scene or the place. Um, and then now you have a new scene to walk into. Um, but again, comes down to comfort level. At the beginning, if you don't have a lot of experience running games, oftentimes I've been guilty of it. You're going to prep way too much. Um, and the barriers that I feel come from that are when people talk about 
railroading and that sort of thing, um, where you only have one solution to the problem in front of you. But letting your players find solutions and answers and give world lore and all of that to figure out the next step um, opens up you to just not sit back and watch, but have a little more freedom to play within it as well. Oh, yeah. We should just throw out there. Uh, if you're just starting, don't do a mystery. Just, just oh. don't. Don't do a mystery. If you've been running games for 10 years, maybe. Still don't, still do, a don't do a mystery. They're hard. <laughs> I tried to do a one shot. Russ was in it and it was a mystery. And I'm like, what am I doing? This is horrible. I've done it twice. I've done it twice since then. It's still hard. <laughs> it's hard. And that and that was using a framework that's sort of designed around a mystery, a game system. So, uh, yeah, don't do mystery. Like, just have fun. Be like, let's say everyone's gone from the house. I, you don't even have to know why they're gone. It's just horror. There's blood. Something horrible happened. That's all you need to know. Or, and then it's not a mystery. It's like, clearly there's someone going around killing households. And if they don't figure it out, another household gets murdered. And suddenly they find footprints and they're like, oh, let's follow the foot, whatever. But like the whole mystery where you got to figure out what clues to drop. Um, it's really, it can be very stressful if you're just starting. So even if you want to do a mystery, make your first thing just be a little simpler. That, that's the thing too you got to remember because your players might build this this perfect midnight on the Orient Express um, uh, investigators, but you got to remember your players aren't midnight on the Orient Express investigators. So they're not looking for the clues that, I mean, they are looking for them, but they're not necessarily going to find the exact clues that you lay out for them in this word picture that you're laying before them. That too makes it really difficult, um, which is where, you know, props and stuff can come in. But that's, again, in the, follows in the, the less attention. Avoid it for now. If you're starting, just start with simple scenarios. Someone hates someone, someone's attacked someone, someone's stolen something. Uh, bad guys are, are belligerent and drunk and coming into the, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Maybe not Midnight or an Express to start. Follow those. First session, most important to focus on. Focus on what's immediately around them and then slowly, gradually build out from there and lean on your players to help build that out too. Um, and I hope that that answers. Uh, your question to help get your campaign running because that is is the key. You just got to get it going. So give them give them what they see out the window and then go from there. This question came in on the Discord. Uh, you can also join our Discord. Every, there's some amazing people and GMs and DMs in there giving advice to each other. And it's so awesome. We have whole uh, storylines being flushed out with ideas being thrown in. Uh, it's really great. So uh, definitely uh, find the link for that in the show notes. And if you have any other questions that you don't want to send to the Discord but want to use another means, you can email us at dm2gmcast at gmail.com and find us on Facebook and Twitter. Links to those are also in the show notes. And until next time, what is our... Get your game going. Get your game started. Get your game off. Started. Get started. your game yes. started. Oh, we're rusty. It's okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Sign. That's a geometric waveform or arc that rises and falls, and 
a new Canadian TTRPG and podcast inspired by that almost soothing mathematical motion. Let me show you. The action begins to rise as powerful strangers in a ruined yet vibrant world band together. If you run north, they will chase you. I suggest you stand behind me. Partner, I'd rather stand beside you if you're willing to help. Tension continues to mount higher as our characters must push themselves beyond their usual limits. As I'm climbing into the into the driver's seat, I'm gonna say to Sarah, sometimes you gotta make tough decisions. I'm driving now. And it peaks as the danger and excitement hits its zenith, leading to great failure or success. Fenriel would be just fire at this point. She straight up might die. Like this encounter might murder you. No what? You lit me on fire! We're gonna be on fire, baby! And this tension relaxes. The tragedy, but more often humor, that comes with great pals being around a virtual table playing a game. Discover Sign on your favorite podcast player. S-I-N-E. Choices of the characters are theirs to make, but the fate of the world is up to the dice.